This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So a couple of announcements before we get started. First of all, we want to welcome all those that are watching live tonight here in Cleveland and in L.A. and in Florida and in Montreal um, and in Kansas and in Dallas and wherever else they're watching. Well, oh, Montreal, I said, sure. Montreal is huge, huge. So uh, we appreciate Torah Anytime for putting us, and Detroit, of course, for putting us on live so that um, you can get the show live. But of course, everyone in the room will tell the people who are watching live that there's no comparison being here or just watching it live. So if you can get to the share, we'd appreciate it if you come to the share. Okay, the Shabbaton. Mitzah um, Hashem. We have guest speakers. We have our regular speakers. It's amazing. It's, we're very excited about it. Um, it's going to be in a new hotel, beautiful hotel. The Hilton of East Brunswick, where their Gooda convention was. Um, fantastic caterer. We have um, Lipa Schmelzer for the whole Shabbos, and then Matzi Shabbos. And um, Avram Flam, who else do we have? And David Stein, and Mazamrim, and the, the Wallerstein Skaced uh, Miller Band. And um, it's, going to be very, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of energy. It's going to be very exciting. And um, we have two guest speakers this year, Rabbi Pesach Krohn. And Rabbi Moshe Meir Weiss. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be an unbelievable Shabbos. Don't miss it and say, "Oh, I wish I could have gone. I should have gone. I would have gone." Be there, right? Be there or be square. Okay. And a very big Mazel Tov, very 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 big Mazel Tov in the Arnava family this week. Um, she worked for us when we first opened, and she went to Eretz Yisrael. Yochani Palak, Baruch Hashem. Which is, which is huge. What? You, you know who she was? She got engaged. She got engaged. She got engaged. Kenai Nahara. Anyway, it's a very big mazel tov. And of all the girls together, that's right. At the right time with the right boy. Just getting married, that's not the objective. The objective is... Uh, and um, Avivir, I wasn't here last night because I couldn't be here when the girls are dancing and singing, whatever else went on. But I hear that the Hanukkah party last night was the best attended and the best Hanukkah party since our Nava opened. So we want to we want to thank everyone that was um, was involved. We also want to welcome all our special guests tonight from Muncie. All our special guests from Muncie who made their way into um, our Nava tonight. We want to thank them. What is this? Somebody left this in the bathroom. Samsung red. Does it belong to anyone? There it is. Okay. There's it. No, it's brachas. It's brachas. Okay. All right. So, um, if you could get me, yeah, one more announcement. Yes. Right. Go ahead. Next week, Rabbi Hashem, we're reintroduce. I already said it before, but I'm repeat it. Uh, Rebbeton Tapora Harris is going to come next week at eight thirty sharp, right before Rabbi Wallerstein's shear, to introduce the Havas Israel project, which we originally launched at the Vino Marquino event. We got a lot of interest from a lot of people who want to participate. It's really an amazing program that has a lot of ripple effects already. So next week, we're in Sashem at 8.30. She's going to be speaking here sharp. And Judy Bodner is not coming next week. She's going to come the following week. Thank you, LBV. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about this week's Pasha. We're also going to talk about... Tonight is the last night of Hanukkah. It's called Zos Hanukkah. We say to each other... Tonight and tomorrow, you should have a good kvittel. What does that mean, a good kvittel? 
So we know that our Shoshanah, Hashem judges the world, and He writes down in each one of our books what's going to be the next year. On Yom Kippur, He, he signs it, but you still have a, cha- a chance to change it through Hashanah Rabbah, through Hanukkah, and the final day of judgment is the last day of Hanukkah, which is called Zayis Hanukkah, and then tonight is by all the Rebbes, all the Chassidish Rebbes, there's huge Titian, they make big meals, and it's a very holy, it's, it's according to some Kabbalists, it's the holiest day of the, of the, of the year, it's called Zayis Hanukkah, this is Hanukkah, the last night of Hanukkah, so it's a great honor and a privilege for me to give a shir on the night of Zayis Hanukkah, and therefore I do want to talk about, um, I do want to talk about Hanukkah, but I also want to talk a little bit about this week's Pasha. But, before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about current events. By the way, just very interesting, I don't know if you're up with the news, but there's this, I don't understand exactly how they did it or what they do, but there's this WikiLeaks or WikiLeaks or whatever it's called, and they're leaking all kinds of information about, uh, secret information about the governments, what they wrote about and talked about to each other, and now they're leaking all kinds of other information, and um, they're, they're, there's a whole thing going on on the internet, um, because they did that, and then all the companies took them off. Now they blocked all the companies. So there's a whole mochama on this beautiful internet that we all want to be on. But the interesting thing is that there's a Mishnah Perkeyavos. And the Mishnah Perkeyavos says, All the secrets that you keep will one day come out. The Mishnah also says, If you don't want something to come out into the public, don't talk about it. So now all the secrets that are on the internet seems to be somehow this company has the technology to get all the secrets that are on the internet and now they're just revealing them every day. Hundreds of thousands of emails and the highest levels that were sent, they're releasing it to the public and they say that's democracy and doesn't matter how many people are going to die because of it and, and, and spies are being, uh, you know, governments are finding out about spies and governments are finding out they can mama start a war but in the name of democracy they're saying no. This is the social network. This is the internet. Everything has to be out in the open. Facebook, everything, your life, when you go to the bathroom, every message you send to someone else, everyone needs to know about it. That's the destruction of the world. That's not a human trait. A human trait is privacy. We're created different. We wear clothing. We're private. Animals don't wear clothing. They're not private. We are private. Human beings are private. And now the world is learning the hard way that whatever is on the internet is not private. And it's mamish destroying governments. Our government is going after this government. And just a little bit, I heard about it today, read about it today. It's mamish not normal. That the secrets that are protecting mamish governments, Israel, America, Russia, all the different governments, are being released to everybody. And, and what we learn from this, everyone, is don't go on the Internet. Don't send messages. Keep your life private, especially a Tznua, especially a Jewish woman. We have to be private. But the good news is... That also in the, it's not good news, it doesn't sound like it's good news, but it's very interesting news. We also know that there was a huge fire in Eretz Yisrael. And 41 people, Nebuch Karbanais, were killed on a bus. Very weird story if you read it, how it happened. But the Maitha, there was a fire on the outskirts of Haifa. Everyone knows that. The woods in the Carmel, which is outside of Haifa, Mamish, the whole woods burnt down, the forest all burnt down. It was a huge fire that Eretz Yisrael was not able to control. It took four to five days to control it. And from all the governments in the world, they sent planes and water and all kinds of other stuff. So what's the good news about that? Never 41 or 43 Jews died. So in seminary this uh, past Tuesday, 
I read them an amazing Medrash Rabbah. The Medrash Rabbah says as following. If you want to look it up, it's in Shir HaShirim, Perek Beis, Pesich the Beis. Okay? Now, in Shir HaShirim, there's a Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, Kashoshanim, Kashoshana, Bein HaChochim. That the Jewish nation is like a rose amongst the thorns. Very romantic, very, you know, rose amongst the thorns. It's quoted a lot. This verse is quoted a lot. We are like a rose amongst the thorns. What does that mean? What does that mean? That I'm a rose amongst the thorns. And the answer is that if you have a rose that's surrounded by thorns, you can't get to it. It's in the middle of this thorn bush. You can't get to it because to get to it, you're going to rip yourself apart. So what do you do? So the Medjish Rabbi says, Shira Shira Perig Beis, Psich the Beis. Rabbi Ivu Pasar. Some great Tzadik Rav, Rabbi Ivu, opened up and he said, Kriya Begeulas Machar, that it's going to be known in the Geula that is coming tomorrow, the future Geula, that means the coming of Moshiach. Ma Hashoshana Hazu, that this rose, when it's stuck amongst all these thorns, it's hard for the master to gather it. What will the Balhabas, which is talking about Hashem, we are the Shoshana, that's what, that's what Shir Hashirim, that's what, that's what Shlomo HaMelech is writing in this beautiful poem, and he's saying that the Jewish nation is the rose, Surrounded by the non-Jewish nations, which are the thorns. And the time of Mashiach, when Hashem comes to take us out of this gullus, to take the Shoshana, the rose, out of the gullus, how is he going to get to us? Right? That's, that's what Shlomo Melech was saying. So Rabbi Yu says, what does he do? May vi or. He brings a fire. The soirev chutzalah. And he burns the outskirts of the thorns. He lights the thorns up. That's what he does. The Sireif, and they all burn the thorns. And when the fire goes out, he takes the rose out. So the thorns burn, and we know that thorns are dry, and they burn very easy, and he makes sure that they burn around the rose, and then when they get close to the rose, he puts out the fire, and he picks the rose, and that's how, that's how he makes a derech, a way to get to the rose. As he brings down in Echa, Tiva, Hashem, Yaakov, Siva, Tzorov, that in the, in the times, that our times, Ikva, the Meshicha, Yaakov's going to be surrounded with Tzaras. And then he, the Medrash says something unbelievable. Kigoyen Chalamish Lenove, a Jewish city that was very close to a non-Jewish city that will need to be taken out when Mashiach comes. Yericha, which is a non-Jewish city, which belongs to the Arabs, Lenoi Aaron, which will be a Jewish city. Susisan with Tveria. Susisan, which is an Arab town, which is next to Tveria. And then the Medrash says, Kastara. Kastara, a place on the outskirts of where? Lechefa. On the outskirts of Chefa. Says the Medrash, listen carefully. Lemachar, in the future. Kishiyagiyah HaKetz, when it will come to the end. When it will come to, our, to the Mashiach. Ma'akadosh baruch hu What's Hashem going to do? 
Maybe ha'or, he will bring a fire, the seirev chutzalah, and it will burn on the outskirts of Haifa. Medrash Rabbah written thousands of years ago. Diksiv v'hoya amim misra faisid maksiv tamon Hashem badod yanchenu. Mamish a medrash that talks about the times of Mashiach, there will be a fire that will burn the outskirts of Haifa, which happened this week. Doesn't say anything about the 43 karbanos. The medrash goes on, we don't have time to go through the whole medrash, but the medrash goes on and says the following. The generation that Ben David, Mashiach, will come. The teenagers. They will embarrass their elders. And instead of the young people getting up for their elders, the elders will be getting up for the young people. It's the elders that are going to be judged by the generation that it's our fault. It's the old generation's fault, the rabbis, the teachers, the parents, the adults. It's their fault because they don't understand their children. In the door of Moshiach, the blame will be put on the elders. They will stand up when their children walk in the room instead of their children standing up when they walk into the room. And he goes on that there will be a, a recession, he says, and prices of everything will go up. And gold will go up. Gold is at the highest point it's ever been. $1,500 an ounce. Silver is at the highest point it ever was. Copper, all the commodities. And that's what the, it says. The commodities that I mentioned here are wine and, 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 and grain. But it's talking about commodities. Today, commodities are at their highest, highest point. And then he says something that my share is based on tonight. Kaifrim, the young people of the generation, will argue and be kaifrim. I don't know how you say kaifrim in English. Deny. They will deny. In the existence of the mitzvahs of the Torah. And the existence of the What will be hurt will be the love of the Jewish nation to Hashem. They will go through the motions, like I said last night in my boy's share. Everyone's going to do what they got to do. They're going to go to Beis Yaakov, they're going to go to Yeshiva, they're going to keep the mitzvot. But a warmth and a love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's not going to be around. That's not going to be in the last door. And then he says, Yeah, they'll all keep Torah Shabbat the Torah that is written, but the Kaifrim Bechachmei, but they will deny what the rabbis write. What it says in the Torah, Rabbi, show me where it says your skirt has to be below your knee. Oh, some rabbis said you have to be sneers? That's rabbis. I don't believe in the rabbis. Maybe they made up their own thing. Today, the greatest argument that I have dealing with kids is, I'll keep the Torah, but the rabbis? Come on. Come on, you know they made up that stuff. You can't listen to non-Jewish music. Show me the Torah. It says you can't listen to non-Jewish music. You can't go on the internet. Show me the Torah. It says you can't go on the internet. It doesn't say anything. Oh, the rabbis came out and said that you're not allowed to have a phone with texting and internet. And the rabbis made it up. It's not Torah. Says the Medrash Rabbah that in the last door, 
the, they, the young door will argue and say, we believe in the Torah, but we don't believe in the rabbis. We don't believe in the Rabbanan. All the simanim of the door Moshiach Bo, Sheben David Bo, they're all here, even down to a small detail that there'll be a fire burning outside of Haifa. So on Tuesday, when I gave this year to my seminary girls, the reaction, instead of, yeah! Everyone jumping out of their chairs. Rabbi Wallerstein, it says Haifa in the Medrash. 2,000 years ago or more, the Medrash was written, and they wrote there's going to be a fire outside of Haifa, and it happened this week. A party. Let's make a Sauda. Mashiach's coming. The reaction was, oh no, that's scary. I'm scared. Not yet. I don't want him yet. I'm not ready for him yet. Why? That reaction. Even in this room, when I said the word Haifa, it was an intake of breath. Instead of an outtake of breath. Instead of laughter and everyone whispering, Baruch Hashem, he's finally here. Everyone went, went oh! Why? Why are we so scared that the world will finally find out that the world will finally find out that we're the chosen nation. Because we're scared. That Oh my goodness, one, one girl said to me, oh my goodness, that means my whole family who's not religious is going to die. And another one said, oh my goodness, this is not good, I didn't finish school yet. <laughs> and another one said, I'm not on the level. And there was nobody in the room that was happy that Mashiach was coming except for me. <laughs> so they said, Rabbi, you are happy because you're such a great tzaddik. And you know you're going to be okay. What are you talking about? I don't know anything. I know one thing. I know one thing. And that's our share tonight. I know that my God, who created this world who is being abused by everybody and everything and being denied and being hated and being complained. Atheism, homosexuality, everything that's a te'eva that he wrote in his Torah, I hate, is spreading in the world and the world is defending it. His children don't believe in him anymore. Of course, the Muslim and the Christian world and all the other religions don't believe in him anymore. And the atheism that's spreading around the world. My God! Is finally going to get his day. I don't care about me. It's not, Mashiach is not about me. And it's not about you. It's about Hashem. So it doesn't matter if we all die. It doesn't matter. It's not what's going to happen. That's what they're trying to sell us. Mashiach is coming. We are not all dying. Hashem is not a mean, evil, bitter God that wants to see his children suffer. That is not what Mashiach is about. That might be what they're trying to sell you, but that's not what Mashiach is about. If that's what you believe, then you don't know who your God is. You have no idea what this religion is all about. And that's the problem today. 
And that's what Hanukkah is all about. Let me explain to you what Hanukkah is all about on the last night of Hanukkah. So in Al-Hanisim, very hard to understand Al-Hanisim. We say it in, in Benching, we say it in Shemana Esrei. It doesn't make any sense. You have to tell me all about Matis Yo. What did they want to do? They didn't want to kill us. They wanted to forget our Torah. They wanted to take us away from the Chukim. And we, we say to Hashem, with you, with your pity, you stood for them in their pain. You took you took revenge for us. Dante's dinam, you judge for us. Also, Nikantanikmasam. We go into details. You should just say, the Yavanim were given into the hands of the Jews. What do you have to go and tell me? You gave the strong in the hands of the weak. You gave the many in the hands of the little. Who needs this? Rishon biad tzadikim. You gave the Rishon in the hands of tzadikim. Vezeidim biad oiskei sarisecha. We go into all these details, and then it says ulacha asit Hashem agadol akadosh b'lemecha ulamcha yisrael asit the true gedol of folk and kamazeh. You made this fantastic miracle. We destroyed the Greek Empire. Ba'acha kach, and after the the war, ba'u banecha lidvir beisecha. We came to the base hamigdash to clean it out. We turned it over. We got all the schmutz out. But We made it tar. And what did we do? And we lit the menorah. And then it doesn't tell us why we celebrate Hanukkah eight days. And it says, And we made these eight days in order to praise Hashem. What do you mean? We made these eight days to put the Hanukkah menorah in the window so everybody should see it. If somebody would ask a kid or any of you, tell me the mitzvah on Hanukkah, would anybody in this room say to say Hallel? No. The mitzvah on Hanukkah is to light the menorah. So what are you telling me at the end of Alanisim, right? In order, we lit the menorah in order to say Hallel. And it seems to be that on purpose, whoever wrote Alanisim is not talking about the oil burning for eight days. Because it's telling us. They came to the Beis HaMikdash. Right? They cleaned it up. They lit the menorah. And then it should say, and it was only supposed to last for one day. It lasted for eight. And that's why we have Hanukkah. It drops that piece right out. It says, they came, they lit the menorah, and they made Hanukkah for eight days. If you're already talking about lighting the menorah, so talk about the miracle. I understand you're talking about the war. But once you're talking about lighting the menorah, tell us about the miracle. It seems to be that they're doing this on purpose. They're not talking about the miracle. Why not? Fantastic question. It's a very deep question, and it's the basic question of Hanukkah. Ladies, what's the name of this holiday? Hanukkah has nothing to do with the miracle of the candles. Hanukkah means they rested on the 25th day from war. So the whole holiday that we're celebrating, because of the candles, the name of the holiday has nothing to do with it. And if you're going to tell me that the celebration of our holiday is that we won the war, then we should have a big Maccabee in the front lawn. 
They have a tree, we serve a Maccabee. With a big sword and a big shield, Maccabee. We don't celebrate that we won the war at all. We just say quietly in al we talk about the war. We don't show the war to anybody. Only in al Make up your mind. What is the holiday of Hanukkah? It's called the holiday of lights. So why did you give it a name, Hanukkah, which means Hanukkah Hey, we rested on the 25th day. That has nothing to do with the lights. If the holiday is we rest on the 25th day, then Hanukkah should be how many days? One. One. The war. We won the war. Like Purim. We won the war in Purim. We fought. We won. Purim was one day. Hanukkah should be one day. So why is Hanukkah eight days? Because it lasted eight days. So then why did you name it after that miracle? Huh? These are, these are questions that some of us are, you know, I'm not that young. And I never asked these questions. Thank Hashem that I have to give shir. So I have to think. These are crazy questions. We go through Hanukkah, we light the candle, and the name of the holiday has nothing to do with what we're doing. And we're just going through Hanukkah. Hey, how was your Hanukkah? Every holiday, Purim, Ayideh Hapur, they did a lottery. Pesach, Hashem passed over. Shavuot, seven weeks. Sukkah, we were in a sukkah. Every holiday we have, Rosh Hashanah, beginning of the year. Yom Kippur, the day of forgiveness. Shemini Atzeres, the eighth day. Every, every holiday we have, the name has to do with the holiday. Shabbos, Hashem rested. Hanukkah, the name of, of, the, of the holiday, has nothing to do with the miracle that we celebrate. What's going on here? By the way, just interesting, because I've talked about Mashiach. What are the letters on the dreidel? Shin. How much is shin? 300. What's the next letter? Let's say Nun, right? 350. Gimel? It's 353. Hey? 358. Right? So if you take the four letters on the dreidel, the chama, it equals 358. How much does Mashiach equal? Well, don't go so fast. I don't know. <laughs> Mem is 40. Shin is 340. Yud is 350. Ches is 358. The letters on the dreidel equal Mashiach. We just hope that Amit Hashem it lands on the right letter so that we see Mashiach Don't think the dreidel is just a game. I don't have time tonight to get into it. The dreidel is much more than just a game. Just remember when you watch the dreidel spin that the dreidel without the hand that spins it has no power. So when you understand, when you look at a dreidel, you understand everything about the connection between Hashem and this world. If you walk into a room and the dreidel is spinning, everyone in this room knows that someone spun it. And if the dreidel's laying, then we know that the spin was over and it's, there's no one spinning it. And we also know a very interesting thing about the dreidel, that the hand that spins it doesn't stay on it. You don't always see the hand that spins it. If you walked in when it's being spun, my seboratious, you see it. But the power of the spin comes from the hand that spun it. But you don't always see the hand on top of it. In fact, you let go. You can't hold on to it. You let go. Hashem never lets go. But many times we don't see His hand. And just like the dreidel spins and you don't see the hand, the world spins and everything that happens to us comes from the hand that holds the dreidel. The dreidel is a whole shit on its own. But you need to know that the letters of the dreidel equal Mashiach. What? Right. After Poe, well, you know, I don't know. Poe is, uh, with the pay is, but you know what? Ardreidel, Ardreidel has, uh, we'll, we'll just keep the Mashiach. Uh, I'm sure that with the pay, 
it equals something also very, very fascinating. But what's brought down in this forum is the is the Neskadal Hayasham with uh, with um, with the with the Gematria of Mashiach. Maybe it means Mashiach Po. I don't know. Maybe just add the Po to Mashiach. <laughs> Mashiach is here. Okay. Anyway, so these are very strong kashas on the whole on the whole holiday of Hanukkah. So the answer is as follows. Beautiful answer of Shem Shem Pinkus. Very deep, but beautiful answer. And this is what it's all about. And he says the following. He says, the miracle of the candles was a miracle that the Jews did for God. They forced God to do this miracle. What does that mean? So, and that's what Alan Eason tells us. It's, it's unbelievable. They had a choice. And I don't know if I would have made the right choice if I was a rabbi in that time. I definitely would have been a chashmanoi because I'm a kayin. And I have a feeling I come from that family. Even though it, it does bring down the Gemara that they were wiped out and nobody came from them. Because they took over the malchus of Klai Yisrael, where they took away the Dabra Melech's Malchus and they were punished and that every single one I think one guy made it in the end from their generations only one was left but the Chashmanon were wiped out because they took Malchus and they they were Kahanim and they Kahanim Kayin is a Kayin and he's not a and he's not a Melech by the way just very beautiful pshat that uh, Rabbi Amos Bunim told me last night just a beautiful pshat on this week's Parsha so it brings down the Yigash El of Yehuda just going off for a second I'll come right back the Yigash El of Yehuda that Yehuda approached Yosef, and he whispered in his ear. And the Medrash says that Yehuda knew, whatever that means, or maybe after he found out, he knew that Yosef was Yosef. There was a huge machlekes between Yosef HaTzadik and Yehuda. Yosef, Yehuda said that coming from him will be the Malchus, Mashiach, and the whole kingdom of Klai Yisrael. Yosef said, no. The kingdom of Klai Yisrael should come from me. Because I'm called Yosef HaTzadik. And you were never tested amongst the Goyim. I lived amongst the Goyim, and I stayed a Jew, and I stayed Yosef HaTzadik. My children who have that DNA, the ability to be amongst the nations and still remain on that level, it's much healthier for me should come the kingdom. And that was a vikuach between Yehuda and Yosef. And Hashem said, the Malchus of Klai Yisrael must come from Yehuda and not from Yosef. Why? Yosef was tested. Yosef was, was a winner of his test. So it's a beautiful teretz. It says, because the Melech of Yisrael has to be the judge of Yisrael. And the people of the nation, of the kingdom, come to the king to be judged and to get advice. Hashem said, Yosef overcame all his trials. He will never understand a Jew who failed. He will say, how could you fail? How dare you fail? I didn't fail. How could you fail? And he would not have the Rachmanus, the pity on the people that would come to him because he would say, how did you do that? I don't understand. How could you do this? I had bigger tests than you and I made it. But Yehuda, Yehuda had the whole story with Tamar. And Yehuda made the mistake of advising to sell Yosef. Yehuda made mistakes. 
And he did tshuva for those mistakes. And therefore Hashem said to be a king and a leader and a teacher and a principal and a person of power in the Jewish nation, you have to be able to feel the other person's pain and you have to have the ability not to judge the other person. Yosef, you are perfect. You are the tzaddik. You cannot be the leader of Klai Yisrael. But Yehuda, who failed and went through things in his life, who did tshuva, he will not judge the person who comes to him who didn't make it. He will say, I understand you. I went through the same thing. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu became a leader. He went through so much in his life. Adopted, abandoned, whatever he went through. He had a, a, a disability. He couldn't talk. He went through a lot of things in his life. Hashem said, you're the perfect leader. He took a, sh- a sheep. I, I, I love this medrash. And he put it on his shoulders. And when it, it, it was thirsty, he carried it back. So the Medrash just says that why Hashem saw him with the sheep on his shoulders. So Hashem said, a person who has pity on a lamb will surely have pity on a human. And he said to the Malachim, this shepherd, this shepherd, he will be the leader of Klai Yisrael. But that's not where the Medrash ends. That would not have been good enough. Because believe me, I am sure he wasn't the first shepherd that had pity on a lamb that was lost and put him on his shoulders and carried him back to the flock. I don't think Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one. So why did Hashem pick Moshe? So you know what the Medrash says? Because on his way back, ladies, while he was carrying this lamb who went away from the whole pack, you know what he said to the lamb? He said, I'm carrying you because if you went back to drink water at this well and separated yourself from the rest of the flock, it means... It's my fault. If I would have given you enough time to drink at the well, you wouldn't have needed to separate from the flock. Said Hashem, a person who blames himself for the folly of someone else, instead of blaming the other person, that's my leader. So instead of throwing a kid out of school, when the principal says, this child messed up, this child this child's talking to a boy instead of saying it's your fault you're destroying my school get out that's not a leader that's maybe a Yosef HaTzadik, you don't understand I'm a, I, was, I was such a good girl when I grew up how could a girl do such a thing Ugh, she's disgusting, get her out but that's not a leader a leader turns around and says if this girl is doing this then I didn't give her enough time and I didn't give her enough love. And I didn't give her enough attention. And I didn't get her enough help. So I'm going to carry her back to the flock instead of kicking her out of the flock. That's a leader of Klai Yisrael. And that's why Yehuda, Dovra Melech, and Mashiach comes from Yehuda and not from Yosef. Comes from the person girl that made mistakes. Not from the perfect one who doesn't understand anybody else. The leadership of Klai Yisrael comes from the people who made mistakes, the people who failed. Who failed miserably, but got up, straightened themselves out, and did tshuva, and stood up again. That's the leadership of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, it didn't come from Yosef, but it came from Yehuda. Why am I talking about this? Because it's intertwined in what I'm about to say. Very intertwined. What happened on Hanukkah? 
So it was a big argument. The Hashmanam were on fire. They loved Hashem. They didn't care if they get wiped out. They knew one thing. When those Yavanim took a pig and shechted it in the, in the Kurdish Kedoshim, they didn't think that they're five against the whole army. They got up and they said, if we die, we will die for the name of Hashem. We're not worried about Mashiach, that our whole family is going to die. They loved God. So when they came to the base Hamigdash, there was a big machlekes. And I'll tell you what the machlekes was. They came to a base Hamigdash that was full of avodizaras, pigs, idols, internet, movies, whatever you want to say. The filth of the world. And they said, we are coming from the greatest darkness. All we want to see is that menorah. They made a movie, everybody would be crying. The whole nation comes out of darkness and they light that candle and everyone's getting emotional. The light is back in Judaism. They had a problem. There was one can of oil. And that can of oil would only last for one day. So they had a big machlekes. What do we do? Do we light one day and then go dark for seven more because it took eight days to get new oil? So we're going to give everyone... Everyone's going to be standing there, huge, emotional uplift. The light of the menorah is back. And then a day later, it's going to go dark for seven days. They're going to go into deep depression. Or do we use tame oil, which we're allowed to use because Hashem said, and the rabbi said, since everything was tame, they could use all the cans that were laying on the floor that were open. They're allowed to use in the menorah. It's kosher, fine, no problem. And that way... The Jews will get eight days of light. It's not so kosher like the pure light, but they won't go into depression. Huge fight. And I am sure that if I put it to the table right here, which I'm going to do in my high school tomorrow, I'm sure we would go 50-50. Honestly, I probably would have said, listen, they're going to get depressed for seven days. You can bring them to a high and then you're dropping them. They're in darkness, right? Just use use the regular oil. At least they'll have something. You know, I think most of us would go that way. At least they'll have something every night. Not the Hashmanam girls. Not these Kohanim. These Kohanim said, We are doing this for Hashem! No Tumahutra B'tzibar! Even though it's allowed! We gotta give God, we love Him! He's our husband, He's our boyfriend, He's our God! We're not gonna give Him some mediocre stuff! We're going to give him our best. Get in there. Get the vacuum cleaners. Wash this place down. We're not even going to the menorah until this place is perfectly clean. And we're not putting any tummy dicker oil, even though Hashem lets. Even though Hashem, that's good enough. No. We're going to give him one day of pure oil because that's what he deserves. And if it goes dark, it goes dark. <laughs> what does a husband do? When a wife does that thing, what is he going to do? He's going to let it go dark? He's going to let it go dark because his wife, because his children decided they want to give him the best? So he's going to say, okay, they gave me the best, so now for the next seven days, I'm, I'm going to let the oil go dark. Hashem had no choice, ladies. He had no choice. We forced this miracle. 
by using the most purest oil and saying, we won't settle for anything less. We forced him to make it light for another seven days. He had no choice. He was so happy that we decided to go with the pure oil. He said, your pure oil? Oh, not one day, but eight days till you get more pure oil. That was the Hashmanam. That's Hanukkah, ladies. That fire, that love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that I'm not giving Hashem my second best when I have happened to have time, I'll go pray to Him. I challenged my class last night. I said, how many guys in this room in the last year made a bracha on something just for Hashem? It wasn't an apple, you weren't hungry, you did it just for Hashem. They looked at me like I was from Mars. What does that mean, making a bracha just for Hashem? What are you talking about, Well, What bracha is just for Hashem? I said, any bracha that you make just for Hashem. Every Matzi Shabbos, everyone in this room gets besamim. And you make a barre mine besamim. How many girls, how many ladies have ever made a barre mine besamim not on Matzi Shabbos? Just for Hashem. I want to make a bracha just for Hashem. One, two, if that many, in the whole world, how many? Got up in the morning and said, I'm going to buy a rose today. I want to make a bari atibisam. I don't need the rose. But I want to make a bracha that I don't have to make. I want to make a bracha to Hashem I don't have to make. That's the pure oil. That's the pure oil. How many of us give that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? That's Hanukkah. Hanukkah was a bunch of people that said, a heter, to do it by rabbis, that ain't good enough for God in my heart. It's good enough. I go through the motions. I lit my menorah. I went to Eichler's. I bought the one that says, no drips, no smoke, no mess. What is that? That's love. That's details. Get your hands dirty. Smell your hands from olive oil. Drip it all over your table. It's, a, it's, it's Hashem's, it's a mitzvah. So we go through the motions, as I said, but we don't go through the emotions. We do mitzvahs, we go through the motions, everyone goes through the motions. You, co- you get married and you cover your hair, and your husband goes to Kailal, and everyone's going through the motions. Do you love it? Are you excited about it? No. Are we excited about Shabbos? Are we trembling at the lights? Shabbos is finally here? Yeah, when you reach my age, and you're working, and you're dead tired at the end of the week, oh, fine, Shalom Aleichem, Shabbos is here. You ask us, why, why are you happy about Shabbos? So I can sleep. And I can eat. And I can drink. I, it's a present Hashem gave you. A present that Hashem played with all the time, as it says in, in Kabbalah, his toy, Hashem's toy, was, was, was the Torah. Shashuim. It was called a Shashuim. It was his play. It was his toy. It was, it's what made him happy. He gave that to us. He gave his best toy to us. And what do we do with it? Well, do you a favor, we'll play with it. When, you know, for that hour in the morning and that hour at night, we don't have any enjoyment in the mitzvahs that we do. It's, it's a tircha. I challenged my class. I said, if I told you all today that you're goyim, you're all goyim, you're not Jews. We did research. Your great-grandmother, all of you, all your great-grandmothers, they were, they were converted by the same rabbi. He was a Christian. You're not Jewish. How many of you would say in your hearts, 
thank God. Now I'm not going to burn for all the sins I did. Now I can go do whatever I want. I just have to keep seven mitzvahs. I could do Facebook, boys, I could, I could do anything. Pretty much seven mitzvahs are not that many mitzvahs. How many of us would say, wow, that's fantastic, I'm out of here. Now you wouldn't say it because you're sitting in the room and you're a Jew. But if you really, really found out you were it, if you weren't a Jew, how many of us in this room would choose Judaism after knowing what it's all about? I said everyone should go through a gayris. I sat, I was outside of a mikvah by three girls so far that became gayrim. And the three rabbis have to tell them, this is not smart what you're doing. You're going to have to keep all the laws. What do you need this for? There's a place called Gehenna for you. And we have to talk them out of it. And the fight that these girls put up, all of us should be put through that. I want to be part of this nation. Why? What do you want this nation? We had a holocaust. What do you need this for? Everyone hates us. Because it's the chosen nation. Because it's the children of Hashem. And I'm standing out there and I'm crying. Because I wouldn't say that. All of us should go through a gayrus. We should all have to fight to be a Jew. <laughs> but we're Jews. <laughs> it's automatic. Yeah, light the candles. The rabbi said it's good. You know, go online. And you have to, you, you, on your shaila, you tell the psak that you want. And then they give you the rabbi that gave that psak. It's fantastic. Any hetra you want. Looking for hetra to do this. Search. What? Rabbi, this one over here, no problem. That's our generation. Instead of saying, I'm looking not, I don't want a heter. Find a, I want to find a chumrah. What are you, crazy Rabbi Wallace? You're looking for chumras? I had a big time. I went to my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamliel. I don't understand. I, I, you know, I think a lot. And I don't understand something. The Gemara says that when God created the world, he, he made good and evil equal. Girls, ladies, is that, that's not true. What, what do we have on our side? I'm fighting internet, Facebook, Twitter, pornography, cell phones. Um, you just walk into the street, the paper stuff on the street, the music, the assimilation. They have nuclear bombs. He's got nuclear bombs, and they come up with something new every day. Every day there's something filthier than the day before. Every day there's another technical way of a kid mamish breaking out of his Judaism and going into the Galatia world. What do I have, Hashem, to fight that? I have a water gun. <laughs> Rabbi Wallstein is running around with the water gun while millions of Jews are marrying non-Jews. I have Ornava, Yishkoyach. It's very nice. We're not even a pimple. So Yetzirah looks at us and says, go, you, you be my car, do, do your job, don't worry. You save 3,000 and I'll destroy 3 million. I'm a pimple, I have nothing, I'm shooting rubber bands. At, 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 and I'm talking about Facebook and all this stuff and everyone, yeah, I do get an email once in a while, I went off Facebook, but 98% I know the people I'm talking to are on it are not getting off. So what's my weapon? So I called up my Rebbe because the stories that are coming to my table are getting worse and worse, and worse, and unheard of, and unimaginable, and, and, and stuff that's so not normal. The whole world is falling apart. I just told someone, we are, we are getting massacred. Jewish nation is getting massacred. We are losing kids faster than all the care of organizations are bringing kids from college and, 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 and non-religious Jews. They, they, they're they're of 10,000 a year, we're losing 20,000. And then we're losing to assimilation, millions. 
beginning, massacred. So you want me to come up here and talk about the three, you know, Custer's last stand? The Indians wiped out everyone, two guys got home. Okay, let's make a party about the two guys. We're getting wiped. So I said to Rabbi Gamaliel, I can't take it anymore. Give me a weapon. You're sending me into a war. I don't got no soldiers. And I don't got no weapons. This guy's got Hollywood. Millions of actors and actresses. Marketing companies. He's got Paris with their, all their styles. He's got the music industry. What do I got? So the answer that the Gemara says, Bara Yetzirah. Hashem created a Yetzirah. Bara my nuclear weapon is my chumash. Well, it ain't working. It ain't working. The chumash and the Gemara and the Torah Tavlin is not working. What is wrong with my nuclear bomb? It doesn't have a warhead. How could you say Torah is not working, Rabbi Wallerstein? Torah is the most powerful thing in the world. How could you make a statement, Torah is not working? So my Rebbe said something amazing. He says, you didn't hear what the Gemara said. I created a Yetzirah, I created venom. I created a snake with venom. The Gemara doesn't, the Gemara doesn't say, and I created an anti-venom. The Gemara doesn't say, Bara Yetzirah, Bara Torah. I created a Yetzirah, and your weapon against the Yetzirah is Torah. It's not what it says. Bara, Torah, Tavlin. Tavlin, ladies, means a spice. I created Torah that's a spice. If Torah is not a spice, if it's going through the motions, it's a nuclear bomb without a warhead. It has no igniter. It has no trigger. It's nothing. When Torah is not a Tavlin, it's nothing. And that's why we're getting massacred. Because today, Torah, ladies, is not a tavlin. It's not beautiful. It's not yummy. It's not delicious. It's I got to do it. I don't have a choice. I got to go through the motions. And that's the people who at least keep it because they feel they have to do it. It's not beautiful. Hanukkah's not beautiful. I was in shul last night and there were two guys after davening and they were fetching to each other. Oh my goodness. Oh, I have to go to Lakewood now to a Hanukkah party. Can you believe I have to drive now? My kids are making a Hanukkah party. And the other guy says, you know what? Maybe I should go with you because I also was invited to a Hanukkah party. And maybe we could do the driving together. And he said, no, I have to go after that somewhere else. And they were mamish upset that they have to go to a Hanukkah party to their children and their grandchildren. <laughs> Idiots! Your children invited you? You're already 80% above everyone else. Baruch Hashem, they invited you. Dad, stay home. I don't need you here. I'm in Lakewood with my buddies. They invited you? You have children? Hashem gave you children? Hashem gave you grandchildren? And they're in Lakewood? And they're making a Hanukkah party, not a Christmas party? Because they're not assimilated with a bunch of Goyim living in Ottawa somewhere or in Omaha somewhere? They're in Lakewood? And they're inviting you to a party? And you're fetching? Of course. Because it's not a Tavlin. Because Tyra is, ugh, I hate it. I just have to go through the motion. Now I gotta drive to Lakewood and sit there and play dreidel with my grandchildren and maybe say it's Vatira. You should be jumping at the top. Hashem saying, why did I why did I save them from the Greeks? They don't want any part of me. So the so the Hashmanon, Hanukkah said, Hashem, oil, 
that is touched by the Greeks. Even though you say it's good enough, we say it's not good enough. And therefore, the miracle of Hanukkah, of the candles, is what Hashem is proud of. Hashem wants the world to know, not the Goyim girls, us. The Gemara says the menorah has to be lit at the time that people are in the shuk. People are walking, so they'll see it. What people? Goyim? No. Jews. That the Jewish people should see it. Why do they have to see it? Why do we have to see our own candles? Why do we have to sit there for half an hour? Oh my God, that half an hour. Oh, what a terrible half an hour. You have to mamish, sit there and watch those candles. Disgusting. I got to go look at my cell phone, my phone, my, my internet, my messages. I got stuff to do. That halacha, oh, what a bugger. You got to sit there for half an hour. And you're supposed to watch the candles, and you're supposed to learn by the candles, and you're supposed to sing by the candles. What do we do by the candles? The ones that are sitting by the candles. This is what I'm doing my whole life. And God saying, oh, I'm just so happy I saved them. They're so into me. That's Hanukkah. A little chevra that said, not good enough. We got to we got to clean up and we got to give Hashem the most purest thing. So Hashem is so proud that He had some children that loved Him so much. He wants everyone to know about it. So He takes this mitzvah of menorah and He says, "Light it in all your windows. All the Jews need to know about this miracle. Because you know why this miracle happened? Because I had no choice. You know why I had no choice? Because a group of Jews said the tummy dicker oil. Even though I said it's okay, they said it's not okay." It's like if you love your wife and she says, get me a, a cup of coffee in the morning. You're on vacation and you're going to shul and she says, by the way, do me a favor. On your way home, get me a cup of coffee. So you go to the gas station and you fill up your car. They got coffee in every gas station. So the guy that's going through the motions, he gets her a coffee in a brown cup that doesn't say anything on it and he makes her a coffee and he brings, he's a good guy. The guy that really loves his wife he knows she loves Dunkin' Donuts. She loves those coffees. So on his way from shul, he goes onto his GPS and he types in food. And then it says, what kind of food? And he types in donuts, Dunkin' Donuts. And it gives him 20 listings, five miles to the east, four miles to the west. There's one three miles here, two and a half miles. He goes to the closest one. He gets her her favorite coffee and he brings it home. And he puts it down. He doesn't have to say anything to her. She sees on it, says Dunkin' Donuts. This guy really loves me. There was a Dunkin' Donuts next to Shul. I don't really want to get into it. Was there a Dunkin' Donuts next to Shul? No. It was four miles away from Shul. And you got that for me? You could have got me any coffee. No, not for you. I could get anyone else any coffee. You're my wife, not for you. That's what these five, these, what these five Chashmunon did for Hashem. We could have lit the regular oil. Not for you. No, not for you. For you, it has to be the purest oil. And Hashem said, wow, if you did that for me, you're not going to be in the dark for seven days. That little candle that's made from purity, that lasts forever. And if you look in Megillah's Hashem, that's what it says. That those candles, the Hanukkah Menorah, Hashem told Aaron HaKoyin, that will last forever. The base Hamigdash will not last forever. But the candles will last forever. Because those Hashem they said regular oil is not good enough. It's got to be Dunkin' Donuts because that's what my wife likes. And therefore, 
that miracle, Hashem says, you put that in your window. I am proud of my children. I want everyone to see that. Hashem didn't do that for us. We did that for Him. But the holiday that we have say Alanisim, when we talk to Hashem privately, we're not going to talk about ourselves. Hey, guess what I did for you? Pure oil. Hey, you owe me one. No. The wife talks about what the husband, in a good marriage, the wife talks about, wow, Chaim, what you did for me today. And the husband says, nah, it's nothing. What you did for me today. That's a good marriage. A bad marriage is when you talk about, what did you do for me today? What did you do for me today? And the other one says, well, what did you do for me today? That's a bad marriage. So Hashem on Chanukah says, whoa, check out what they did for me. Candles in every window. Women, children, everybody has to be by Hanukkah Menorah. Everybody has to stand by the Hanukkah I want everyone to know what my children did for me. And Al-Hanisim, we talk to Hashem privately, and we want to talk to Hashem about what He did for us. And therefore, we talk about the war and how a little band of Jews, but we, want, we love Hashem, so we want to talk about the details. So Al-Hanisim could have been very short, like by Purim, but it's very long, and it goes into whole details. Strong, weak, tzaddikim, the whole thing. All these details. Because when you thank someone you love, ladies, you never forget the details. You don't walk out after your wife makes you supper and say, Chani, thanks for supper. That's good. Halavai, every husband would do that. Chani, the appetizer, that was crazy. How did you make that? You made that on a regular weekday night? An appetizer for me? That's quick. And the soup? A spa- wow! And he, and he mamish takes apart all the details of the dinner she made for him and he compliments every piece of the detail. It means, guess what? That he really appreciates all the details that I did for him. Not that I just served him supper, but all the work I did for him. That's a person who loves another person. So that's what we do in Al-Hanisim. We don't just say, Thank you, Hashem, we won the war! Thank you, Hashem. Strong in the week. Tzadikim and Rishon. Yizaydim Yadayish Chesha Vesecha. We want to go through every detail that you did for us. We want to talk about every detail. And then when we get to the bottom, because we don't want to talk about the miracle of the seven days, because that miracle we caused. We don't want to talk about what we did. We talk about what you did. So we leave it out. We don't talk at all about what we did. We leave it out. Because we're thanking Hashem. We're complimenting Him. We don't want to talk about ourselves. So it's taka left out. doesn't say anything about the one day lasting for eight. Because then we're talking about what we did. But it's in here. But it's in here. Because it says, Who cares? I have to know that you vacuum clean the house. They came to clean the house. They cleaned it out. They made it tar. Before they lit the candles... The room has to be clean. I'm not giving supper in a dirty kitchen. Right? A woman who really loves her husband, I'm not giving supper with dirty dishes all over the place. She makes sure that the kitchen is clean or wherever they're eating is clean. So the, so the Alanisim is telling us that the, the Chashmanom went in there and they cleaned everything. Then what does it say? They went and they lit the Neiros. What did they use? Pure oil. The Kavu Shmoinas Yemei Chanukah. Because they cleaned up first. Because they used pure oil. That's why it happened. Shmoy nesimei chanaka. Elu viz. L'choy deitu l'halo l'shem chagadol. 
the main thing on Hanukkah is to tell Hashem I love you. The main thing on Hanukkah is not the candles. The main thing on Hanukkah says Alanisim is to say I loved you. And many, many years ago, my forefathers, many, many years ago, they didn't accept mediocre. They went and they looked for the best. And that's what we need to get back. The Torah will not help us unless it's a spice. Unless it's something you love and something you enjoy. Pick a mitzvah, any mitzvah, any mitzvah that you want and do that mitzvah with purity. Not because you have to. With purity. Make a bracha in the middle of nowhere. That's like sending your wife roses on a Tuesday afternoon for no reason. Those roses mean more than any roses she'll ever get. The roses she gets on her anniversary is because you remembered. The roses she got on her birthday is because you remembered. The roses she got on a Tuesday afternoon is because you love her. The bracha you make to Hashem for no reason, just because you want to give a bracha, you want to say bracha to Hashem, and you find something to make a bracha on. Of course, you can't make a bracha on an apple if you're not hungry. So the only really thing that you can make a bracha for no reason is a psalmim or an asay psalmim. You can't make a bracha on water because you want to make a bracha. You have to be thirsty. You can also do a mitzvah, an extra mitzvah, just because you want to do a mitzvah to Hashem. Usually I order my food for Shabbos. This Shabbos I'm going to go out and I'm going to actually shop. I want to say L'shem Mitzvah Shabbos on every single thing. Whatever it is, you've got to show Hashem that there's a love, that it's not, you're not just going through the motions, but that there's an emotion. And Torah has to be a tavlin. If it's not a tavlin, it's dead. We're finished. We're finished. And, and this is, I spoke about this, this is the, the, the destruction of our children through our schools. And, and the parents, all of us, are behind it. How dare you give a mark to a chumash? How could you get a 50 on this? How do you fail a chumash test? What does that mean? This is a biology book? Well, if it's a 50 or a 90, then this is a biology book and it's not a tavlin. It has no spice. I have no love for it. Toyri is precious. How dare you give a mark on, on, on Hilcha Shabbos? So one girl, she knows Lama Test Malachas by heart. She gets a hundred on a test, but she's texting on Shabbos. She failed Shabbos. And the other girl gets a 40 on a test, but she comes home and she makes the challah and she sets the table and she sings miras and she goes shopping for her mother for Shabbos. She's the one who gets the hundred on Shabbos. But in school, she failed Shabbos because she got a 50 on her test. That was Yavanim. Yavanim was one winner. They created the Olympics. It's not how you do and how you work. It's the winner. You're not a winner. You're a loser. That's it. That's what they created. They created marks, scoring, winning and losing. We are in Hanukkah, the antithesis of, of the Yavanim. So if this, and I went to the school, I told someone, a, 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 a head of a school, I said, how dare you mark Judaic studies? How dare you make Navi into a subject? Navi was the life of the Nevi'im. How dare you make Moshe Rabbeinu into a subject? How dare you make the brachas and pashas by Yechi? If you have to tell me all the, all the brachas Yaakov gave his children by heart. And I'm mocking you. How dare you make the brachas that Yaakov gave his shvatim into a test? You took the spice out of Torah. So we're getting killed. So the principal said to me, Rewalski, you're right. You're blaming me? 
He says, the first minute that there's a rumor that in my school, the Judaic studies, the Hebrew studies, my girls, they're not getting marked, every parent will pull their kid out of my school. What kind of school is this? What kind of education? Is he blaming me? They'll pull every kid out. And he's right. (laughs) My girl has to go, (laughs) she has to get hundreds, she she has to get a good shidduch, she has to go to a good seminary. No, if she has to kill herself and know they're a doc by a pet, too bad. But we took the spice out of Yiddishkeit. And Hanukkah is a time that Hashem says, no, pure oil. They searched, they cleaned, they worked. That's what I want. I want a pure moment from my Jews. We have to get back into Shabbos and get back into Yontif and get back into Hanukkah and get back into being Jews and to be happy with who we are. And then maybe the dreidel will once again say, Neis Gadol Hayasham, Neis Gadol Hayapo. The power of that, Mir Hashem, will bring Mashiach. So I'm begging, no, I don't need to clap. I'm begging, really begging everyone here, because I'm telling you, I'm in the trenches. I don't know what you hear from the generals, but I'm the soldier. And we're getting massacred with a capital M. And the only way to stop the massacre is to bring back Yiddishkeit and its beauty and its purity. And only we can do that. No one can do that for you. You got to reach deep inside and you got to find that simcha, that spice, that, that tazlin. What does spice do to food? It brings out the real taste of the food. So to get the real taste of the Torah, it has to be something, has to be something beautiful. Let me tell you something. If you'd have asked my class growing up, which is 45 years ago, how many of you, of you boys enjoy being Jewish children? 90% of my class would have raised their hands. Even if you asked us in 8th grade. You go to 8th grade today and say, how many of you enjoy being a Yid, and that if you could give it up, let me tell you, I'll even go to a step further. Shalom, it shouldn't come out of my mouth, but I'll go to a step further. If somehow, some way, in the end of time, we're all wrong. We're all wrong. Our religion is wrong. And it says in the Medrash that the Muslims are going to, their, their, their covenant is going to be accepted, and our covenant won't be, and all the Jews that run off at that point, all the Jews that run off at that point will not be saved by Mashiach. And I never understood this medrash until I prepared this year. What do you mean? What do you, that's not fair. They're going to bring a carbon to God at the end of time, the Muslims, and God's going to accept it. And the Jews are going to bring a carbon, and God's not going to accept it. So it says, it says in the Zayah, in the Zayah, that a lot of the Jews are going to go from the Judaism and go to the Arab, to the Muslim side, because they're going to see that the truth, the real true religion wasn't ours. So why are those people going to get punished? And why are they not going to be go out with Mashiach? And I said to myself, this is not a fear. Hashem, you're not being fair. You're not being fair. You're tricking us? It says Mephavish. It's going to happen. The Muslims' carbon will be accepted and the Jewish carbon will not. And it will look like they are right and we are wrong. And all the other religions are going to follow them in the end of time. It's a Zayah. So why are you punishing the Jewish people who are going over the side? You, you didn't accept our carbon. 
And until I gave this shit, I did not understand the answer. Now I understand the answer. Because even if their karma is accepted, and the whole world saying that the Muslim religion is the right religion, and the Jewish religion is wrong, you should say, shucks! I don't want to give this up, even if it's wrong. Because it's such a beautiful religion. And the Torah and the mitzvahs, there's nothing wrong with it. It's pro. If you run over to the other side, that means that Torah by you was not a tazlin. It was just going through the motions. There was no emotion. I don't want those people when Mashiach comes. The Jews that say, I don't care if God himself comes down to the world and says that the Jewish religion is wrong and the Muslim religion is right. I'm going to say, well, you know what? I like it and I love it and I'm not giving it up. Those are the people who are going to see Mashiach. But if you're ready to run, then you're the Jew who Torah was just going through the motions. The Jew that Torah goes through the motions, have a good day. You can be with them. That's what the Zayar is saying. You have to love it so much that if you find out that your parents are Goyim, that they're Muslims, you're like, I don't care. I'm a Jew. I'm not giving this up for anybody. There's no way that Rabbi Wallerstein, there's no way, I don't care what happens, I don't care if, if I don't know, the Muslims build a base Hamidosh. This is my religion. I love it. I enjoy it. I breathe it. I eat it. It's the way I was born, and that's the way I'm going to die. Whenever that is. And I don't care what the other side shows. And that's what's missing in this generation. Kids are hoping to find out it was the wrong religion. Now I can do what I want. Yay. And when I bring a Medrash Rabbah that Mashiach's coming, everyone goes, Oy vey. Those people are not going to make it. The people that are going to make it is when you say Mashiach's coming. Yes! Fantastic! I don't care what happens to everybody, including myself. Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad Finally, Hashem's going to get his day. I am so happy. Bring on the nukes, baby. If that's what it has to be, the whole world has to be destroyed. My master, who's being abused by the whole world, will finally get his pure oil, his pure love. And that's all I care about. Those are the people that the dreidel will equal Mashiach. You need to be one of them. Mm -hmm. All of us need to be one of them. Mm -hmm. Start to love Hashem. Start to feel His pain. Start to do His mitzvahs with emotion, with feelings, not because you're being mocked or you need to wear your skirt to your knees because you want a good shidduch or you're learning because you want a good shidduch. You're wearing your skirt to your knees or above below your knees because Hashem is my God and I am his daughter and I don't want to be provocative to other men that's not why Hashem created me and I want to make him proud not because my manahalas said if it's not three inches below your knees I'm throwing you out of school that has no spice that has no tavlin they'll destroy you you're not going to make it you have no defense Torah tavlin is only a defense if it's a tavlin we have to change this. We're losing everybody. Zois Hanukkah. This tonight. This is it. Sealed. Delivered. The last night of judgment. 
The Hasidim say to each other, not a good Hanukkah tonight, but a good kvittel. A kvittel is a good note. A nice card. A beautiful note. Hashem should write you a note tonight. That I love you. And that I will be here for you for always. And that Mashiach ben David is going to be here very soon. Amen. Hashem is spinning the dreidel right now. And it's going to land on Nes Gadol HaYashom. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.